A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. We need you to close your business just for a short time. It's for the greater good. We need you to stay home just a little bit longer than two weeks. It's it's for the greater good. We need you to wear this on your face. It's it's for the greater good. We need you to wear two of these on your face. It's for the greater good. We need you to inject this into your body. It's for the greater good. We need you to spend the holidays alone. It's for the greater good. You must inject this into your body if you want to feed your family. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop eating that. It's not good for the environment. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop driving your car and flying. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop heating your home so often it's for the greater good. We need you to stop saying that. It's hurting some people's feelings. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop having children. It's not good for the planet. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop talking about your faith. It's offending people. This is for the greater good. We need to separate you from your children because you're not complying. This is for the greater good. We need to hold you in a facility for a little while for not cooperating. This is for the greater good. 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 Well, hello there, fam, and all you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Welcome to the eighth episode. Yes, the eighth episode here of Connect Those Dots, a humble little podcast. And I am Joe, your humble little host. And by now, you know what we do here on this show. We connect those dots of all of the different weird things going on in our life today, in the news cycle, in the headlines, on our social medias, all the things that we're bombarded with day in and day out, and we read a little deeper into it. We dig down into what the core of these stories mean. What is the real root cause of these things that I'm seeing in my everyday life, of these things that I'm seeing in my headlines, these things that are directly affecting my life? And in this episode, we're going to touch on something that I've been really wanting to talk about for a while now, but I've been waiting for the right moment. I've been waiting for the proper time to strike when it's more relevant in our uh, 
current event landscape, which it is now. And that is the whole climate agenda, green energy propaganda, and basically attack on fuel agenda to further keep us destitute, further keep us from prospering, and further advance what we all know as the Great Reset. I started to show off with that little spoof video, but all these little spoofs and all these satires, they're, they're, be, they're, they're just real. They're, they're just repeating what the people say. It's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. Do this. I know it's not what you want to do, but it's for the greater good. Put a mask on your child because you're stopping the spread because it's for the greater good. You're, you're paying more money for gas now because it's for the greater good, for the greater good. They always want to sort of tug on your heartstrings and make you feel guilty for not participating in the things that they're basically forcing you, holding you hostage to participate in. And then they tell you it's for the greater good all the time, for the greater good, for the greater good. And there is no great reset initiative out there that is more about the quote unquote greater good than the climate agenda. Just the way they speak We have to cut down our carbon footprint. We have to use less resources. We have to use less gas. We have to use less electricity. We have to use less water. It's all about about guilting you in to their basically enslavement tactics to continuously give you less and less and less, but then tell you that you're a hero for submitting to the things that they're making you submit to. Makes a lot of sense. And there's no way that they can push this whole greater good thing if they didn't have some type of way to make you afraid. And that's really how they're able to push these greater good agendas. Like, you're gonna be inconvenienced, but you're gonna be saving the world. If we all just do it together, we're gonna save the world from the horrible apocalypse, from COVID, from climate catastrophes and weather catastrophes, from this, from that. And it's all about the fear. They love to use fear. Right now, I'm going to show you an example, nice little compilation of how they've been scaring you with climate change or trying to scare you with climate change for for so long. And we're going to get right into it. But first, here's this compilation just to get you going and show you how hell-bent they are in trying to push this agenda. Now to a dire warning about climate change. A dire warning. A dire warning. A dire warning. Dire new warning. Dire warning. Another dire warning. The situation is dire. A dire warning. Dire consequences. A dire warning. It sounds dire. What prompted this warning? We have a global emergency. It's here. It's man-made, and there are going to be uh, dire results. The government issued its most dramatic report yet about climate change today, and it came with a, a dire, dire warning. warning. A stark warning. A warning to humanity. An existential threat to human civilization on this planet. Experts say that we have until 2030 to avoid catastrophe. And we, the scientists also tell us, have 12 years in which to answer that question. 12 years within which to act. 
The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. We have 12 years to turn this around. By the year 2030, that's just 12 years from now. The future is closer than we think and is not good. There will be irreversible damage to the planet. Time is running out to prevent global warming from reaching a catastrophic milestone. Sea levels rising. Extreme droughts. Severe storms. Widespread fires and extreme flooding. Dangerous heat waves. Rising, rising sea, sea levels. levels and forcing millions from their homes. Crop failure and mass population movement. As well as food shortages. Millions around the world faced future disaster. Pretty serious. People are dying. President Trump has frequently doubted its existence and has called it a hoax. I don't believe it. It's a dire warning, a dire warning, a dire warning. No, notice how they all say the same exact thing in unison. It's it's like an antenna goes out with a, a frequency and they all catch it together and all think and say the same exact things because there actually is. It's called talking points and they're all given the same talking points to go that to go out there and broadcast to all the people that are watching the news or listening to social media or being shown it in school to the children. They aim this at the children heavily, the climate stuff. Al Gore was saying back in the early 2000s that by 2012, the entire island of Manhattan was going to be underwater. And here we are in 2022. So they've been saying this forever. They've been, they've been trying to use this man-made climate change agenda, which I do, yes, I'm not saying that there is no such thing as man-made climate change, but they are using it as a pretext to further excel their agendas. And what is their solution? So they scare you. They say, we don't, it's a dire warning, dire warning. The planet's going to die. Floods, tornadoes, sandstorms, volcanoes, this, that, all because you're driving a car. What is their solution to this man-made climate change that you have to be so afraid of and it's for the greater good and you have to make the sacrifices to save the planet. What's their solution? Well, I'll have them tell you. This is the nucleus. This is the goal for their whole climate hysteria. Notice they only have one, one solution, one solution. And it's something called a carbon tax or a carbon passport or basically a social credit score that tells you how much, quote-unquote, carbon you can consume. Don't take my word for it. Take their word for it. From Al Gore to Hillary Clinton to Bill Gates to Ghislaine Maxwell, they all have the same thing in mind on how they're going to save the planet by further enslaving you. But it's for the greater good, right? A pollution-based tax system, principally CO2. We're causing it mainly, vast majority of it. The consequences are bad and will be catastrophic unless we act. Put a price on the carbon. A tax is the best way. Cap and trade can also do it. If there were a carbon-based tax, mm -hmm. would there be a need for a, a, an economy-wide cap and trade system? They are not either or. We can do both. I am in favor of both. Policies, in some cases, uh, carbon taxes will be used. Having policies, in some cases, uh, carbon taxes will be used uh, to drive the demand uh, for these clean products. And that's what we have to accelerate. Secretary Kerry recently described 
the ocean as a national security threat. And Hegel, Defence Secretary, described the climate change as a disaster multiplier. So what can we do? I'm going to wrap up very fast here. I'd like, I'd like to suggest that maybe we should be bold and we should be, you know, on top of all the things that we know, maybe you should think of some strange things. So I'd like to propose two solutions. One is a currency, a digital currency for social good based on our joint ownership of the global commons. And it goes on and on and on. Carbon tax. Oh, the world's going to end from man-made climate change, and it's all your fault because you're driving a car, and it's all your fault because you have running water, and it's all your fault because you have electricity. But, oh my God, we're going to save the world from climate change. Just, we need to we need to keep tabs on everything you can do. We need to give you a carbon limit. Meanwhile, we're going to fly around the, the world like George Jetson on our private jets, which are going to emit more so-called carbon, and we'll get to the carbon emissions later. They love to use this buzzword, oh, you're emitting carbon, get your carbon footprint down. We'll talk about that later. But if they want to talk about emitting carbon, their private jets will emit more carbon on one flight than you will in your entire time driving your car for your whole life. In their mega yachts, in their giant mansion chalets, and then another thing, if, if, if we're going to destroy the world through man-made climate change and flooding and all, these, and all these things, why are people like Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama and all these people, they buy beachfront homes. They build beachfront homes. They buy beachfront property and build mansions upon them. But I thought, I thought we're going to flood soon. I thought by 2012, we were going to be completely underwater. So are you connecting the dot there? Are you connecting the dot there? And the worst offender of all these people that I just played you, I know I played it in episode four, but it just really freaks me out that you have Ghislaine Maxwell up there lecturing you about climate and telling you how to live your life through a carbon social credit score. Meanwhile... That was back in, I want to say, 2014. And that was probably when she was the most prolific pedophile pimp out there, gallivanting around with Jeffrey Epstein at all these socialite aristocratic events, running the most prolific pedophile network that the world has really ever seen in public knowledge. Do we know any more prolific pedophile uh, operation than the Jeffrey Epstein dynasty with his right-hand woman, Ghislaine Maxwell, pimping out all sorts of minors. And then she gets up there and tells you how bad you are and how, how dire the situation is, how bad off we are as a species and how we're killing the planet. Meanwhile, she probably just got done doing some sort of deviant sexual orgy or something with Jeffrey Epstein and some kids. And then she gets up there on stage and tells you about climate change. Is Ghislaine Maxwell a scientist? I want to know her PhDs. I want to know what master's degrees she has in any field of science, for that matter. Now, she'll teach you, she'll teach you how to pimp out minors for a pedophile operation. She's really good at that. You can't be good at everything, Ghislaine.
You can't be the, the most prolific pedophile pimp on the planet and then be the guiding light voice of reason when it comes to the uh, so-called climate crisis, as all of you people put it. And I don't want to go off on a tirade about Ghislaine Maxwell, particularly. It just, it just really, like, hits me weird when I know what she is and who she is and what she's up to and what she has been up to and what she was probably doing right before she gave that lecture. So these people walk around all high and mighty, but they are the worst of us. But I can sit here and talk about Al Gore and how he's a big joke and how South Park m makes fun of him with the man bear pig stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you now, man bear pig is very real and he most certainly exists. And how he used, he, he everything he said has been completely disproven, has been completely debunked. How he said we, we, we'd, we'd all be dead, the entire world would be flooded, the, the entire world would be covered in ice, the entire world would be flooded, the entire world would be burnt to a crisp. It changes all the time. They used to call it global cooling, then they called it global warming, and now they just call it climate change because they can't really stick to a concrete agenda. But what the agenda really is, no matter how many times they rename it, it's about cutting off your energy, making you dependent on the system further, and ultimately depopulating you. That's what Bill Gates means when he says we want to cut the carbon down to zero. I play you that clip a million times. How do we get the carbon down to zero? Well, we have to get the population closer to zero. And when we do a really good job with vaccines, we can get that number down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. All these freaks, all these villains, all these hypocrites lecturing you about how you should live your life while they do nothing that they preach. It's the ultimate rules for thee and not for me, the ultimate cliche, but that's, that's the plain and simple of it. And I want to play you one of the biggest offenders of this philosophy of rules for thee and not for me. But with this character, you can almost kind of understand it because it was how he was brought up. Mr. the illustrious Prince Charles of Cambridge. Prince Charles. Get a load of Prince Charles. And he's really big into this Build Back Better, New World Order, Great Reset. He goes to the World Economic Forum all the time. He's really buddy-buddy with Klaus Schwab. He's, he's royalty. He's part, of one of the, he's part of the royal family. And Queen Elizabeth, when she's gone, he's taken up that so-called monarchy seat. He's going to be King Charles. So get a load of what this soon-to-be king has in store for you, you little peasant, you useless eater, taking up our natural resources and contributing to man-made climate change and destroying the planet. The eyes and hopes of the world are upon you to act with all dispatch and decisively because time has quite literally run out. Putting a value on carbon, thus making carbon capture solutions more economical, is therefore absolutely critical. The scale and scope of the threat we face call for a global systems-level solution based on radically transforming our current fossil fuel-based economy to one that is genuinely renewable and sustainable. Ah, there it is. We have to put a value on carbon 
basically saying we have to price out all the people like the average day, everyday folk, like Joe from Connect Those Dots and the people that listen to Joe from Connect Those Dots. We got to price them out of average everyday appliances. We got to price them out of electricity. We got to price them out of that gas stove. We got to price them out of the water that comes out of their shower head. We got to price them out of the gas at the pumps. Oh, sound familiar? Sound a little too familiar? Hitting a little too much for home with that one? But then he says, oh, we have to transfer to renewable energy. It's so good. We're so nice. We love the planet so much. We're going to switch to renewable energy. Where is this renewable energy? Folks, it doesn't exist. You think solar panels are going to give you the same energy? You think you could run an entire factory off solar panels? You think you can run an entire industrial factory on windmills? It doesn't exist. It's a lie. It's a fairy tale that they tell brainwashed, poor souls that actually think these people have their best interest in mind. But let's continue with Prince Charles here. So, ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. So we need a vast military campaign to regulate the carbon consumption and to ensure that all of these peasants aren't using all of our non-renewable natural resources. He's basically saying you don't deserve to have these resources, these commodities, these appliances that you have grown accustomed to being the norm in your life. And what he's saying reminds me of a, of a Super Bowl commercial that they played a few years back where they had the, the green police and the green police would come and kick your door down if, you're, if, you're, uh, if your shower water was too hot or uh, if you were roasting uh, ribs, for roasting barbecue ribs for, for too long. It was a funny commercial, right? Okay, so it's 3708, okay. uh, paper plastic. Plastic. That's the magic word. What? Green police. <laughs> you picked the wrong day to mess with the ecosystem, plastic boy. Battery! Battery. Let's go, take the house, come on. Put the rind down. Sir, that's a compost inversion. Oh, did you install these bulbs? Tragedy strikes tonight where a man has just been arrested for possession of an incandescent light bulb. What do you guys think about plastic bottles now? The water setting is at 105. You got a TDI here? Clean diesel. You're good to go, sir. Good afternoon, officers. Like those styrofoam cups you're drinking from? Yeah. Me, please step out of the car and put them on the hood. Oh, haha! The green energy police coming after me if I'm going to use my uh, my jacuzzi at too hot of a temperature. Ha ha ha! But it ain't funny when it's actually real. And that's exactly what Prince Charles is talking about—a global initiative to essentially have a green police regulate basically every aspect of your life, from your electricity to your hot water to your gas. To everything. And just as a side note here, it doesn't really have anything to do with the the climate topic, but 
Prince Charles is a direct descendant of Vlad the Impaler, the real Dracula. <laughs> I know, it sounds funny, right? It sounds silly, but he is a direct descendant of the real-life Dracula, and he inherited Castle Dracula in what used to be Transylvania, okay? Don't believe me, he tells you he brags about his bloodline. Here's Prince Charles bragging to you about his uh, his family tree, his blood-soaked family tree, and how he's basically keeping the tradition alive. His Royal Highness Prince Charles, who can trace his ancestry back to Romania's dark and distant past. The genealogy shows that I'm descended from Vlad the Impaler, so I do have a bit of a stake in the country. As it were. You'd think by now we might have learned a few lessons mm. from the things that have gone wrong with uh, an agri-industrial approach to everything. And uh, by the way, he runs an orphanage out of Castle Dracula. Bruh. Totally not creepy at all. Just just totally, oh yeah, Castle Dracula, let's, let's, let's have my orphanage there. Totally not creepy at all, but th those are just little things, little nuggets, little anecdotes on so you know who you're dealing with and hopefully that makes you connect more dots and so you realize that eh, these people got some, uh, they got some skeletons in their closet, li literally and figuratively. But hey, Prince Charles ain't no joke. He's one of the main guys over there at the World Economic Forum over there with Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab answers to Prince Charles. So when he says this stuff, take note, connect those dots, realize what's happening here, okay? and. I hope you're starting to connect the dots now with what's going on in the actual current event landscape that we're in. You're already seeing it at the pumps. And Biden told you, Biden told you that he wants to get our country off of gasoline. He wants to shut down the oil industry. He told you. Here he is on the campaign trail in 2020 telling some hysterical crying little girl who's been hit with the psychological weapons, who's been mind controlled, who thinks that the world is going to end due to man-made climate change, and Joe Biden's going to come there as her savior and tell her, oh, don't worry there, Sally. We're going to get this country down to zero emissions over my dead body. Uh, but, but kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you I guarantee you, we're gonna end fossil fuel and I am not gonna clock it. And creepily in his Joe Biden fashion, he goes up and grabs her by the hands and is like, I'm gonna end the fossil fuels, girl, don't you worry. I'm gonna destroy your life worse than you can possibly imagine. But it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. We gotta destroy your life for the greater good. Do, do you see the ridiculous doublespeak? They tell them something that's completely unplausible. How are you going to get the zero emissions? Everything runs on gas, pal. Even your beloved electric cars, what do you think powers the power plants? Fossil fuels, gasoline, coal power. Everything that they tell you is destroying the earth. And if you drove an electric car, it would be okay. But it won't be. How do you get the power for the electric car? <sighs> It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just silly, you know? It's just silly. Because it's all just silly, like, childish kid games, fairy tales that they play with people. Nobody even knows the real science anymore. I'm going to give you a quick little clip right here of Mike Adams 
Dr. Mike Adams, who's a real biologist, who's a real scientist, and he's going to give you a quick boil down of how the Earth cycle really works and how the environment works symbiotically with humanity. It's really pretty incredible how God made this planet, but Mike Adams does a way better job of explaining it than I can. This is high school science, really, that I'm talking about, okay? But the, these lunatic leftists are trying to kill all of us by saying CO2 is a bad molecule. No, it's, I call it the God molecule. It's the molecule of life, not just for Earth, but the molecule of life for every planet that we could possibly ever discover in the cosmos. If it's going to have life on it, it's going to have CO2 in the atmosphere because that's what provides the carbon and it provides the atmospheric density and the pressure and the warmth, which creates the humidity. It allows the oceans to evaporate water and then the clouds to drop the water on the land and that's how you have forests and fields and food crops and rivers and streams and fish and everything that makes a society sustainable civilization is at stake here and they're killing it one molecule at a time boom i love that clip right there of mike adams i want that like to go viral i love that clip right there he explains it so beautifully we live in a symbiotic relationship with the environment the plants breathe the carbon which create oxygen, we breathe the oxygen and exhale it as carbon, as CO2, and then the plants breathe that, and then it's a, it's, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. But they've demonized carbon so much, they want to get your carbon footprint down. They've used, this, they've used carbon as this evil buzzword so much that it sticks in the minds of the average everyday person that carbon bad, carbon bad, get down carbon footprint. But what they don't realize is that the carbon footprint is you. That's code for you. Get you down. Get your carbon down. You are carbon. Every organic life form on this planet is carbon. Do you see the code words that they use? Do you see it? But what does it matter when the entire general public is just so stupefied and so in a trance? Anyways, and they say, oh, we have to get our emissions down. You got to get your carbon footprint down. You're, you're destroying the planet. And oh, it's so good that we're paying more at the pump. We got to stick it to Vladimir Putin. And it's just such an arrogance that they sit up and tell you these things. People like Stephen Colbert, people like Jen Psaki and Pete Buttigieg. I don't know how you say his last name. It's a very odd last name. Pete Buttigieg. I, I'm looking at his last name right now. It's a very... I don't know how to pronounce it, really. I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, Pete Buttigieg, he's the transportation czar or some stupid title like that. And he just sits up there and says, oh, you can't afford the gas prices? Well, this is why you should get an electric car. I'm not even kidding. Like, this is the hubris of these people. Here, here he is, Pete. We'll call him just Pete B. I don't want to make fun of him. He does it to himself. He, he sounds as stupid as he possibly can with all the things that come out of his mouth. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network. More wasted money, put billions of dollars in an initiative to have electric car charging stations. Nobody's got an electric car. That's why they want to force you into it, but it's expensive, so they're going to price you out of it. So the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. So it's, it's, it's like just so offensive. Oh, you can't buy gas? Well, go get an electric car, you bum. And they all have this hubris. They all have this arrogance. Here's 
Stephen Colbert saying, oh, I, I'll gladly pay $15 at the pump, but I have a Tesla. You'll gladly pay $15 at the pump to stick it to Putin? This is so, this is so dumb. I mean, I can't even begin to wrap my head around the stupidity of the people that eat this stuff up. I mean, and you're going to hear the crowd. They, they sit there and cheer. I mean, this, this, when I hear stuff like that, it makes me very pessimistic about the future. Here's Stephen Colbert being as arrogant and as tone deaf as possible and his audience members cheering it on. Russia has been hit with a series of crippling sanctions and it looks like there's more to come because the U.S. and its European allies are now discussing banning imports of Russian oil. Take that, Putin. We're not going to buy our gas from a war criminal. We're going to buy it from the good guys, Saudi Arabia. (laughs) But it's going to cost. Since the invasion, oil prices have skyrocketed. Today, the average gas price in America hit an all-time record high of over $4 per gallon. Okay, that stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. I'm willing to pay. It's important. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. Yeah, we're going to stick it to Putin and get it from Saudi Arabia. And oh, ha, 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 it's so funny. Ha, 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 ha. Meanwhile, we have no independent oil industry. Joe Biden tells you himself, he told you, that's what, that's what he campaigned on, was that he's going to shut down the oil industry. But then Jen Psaki gets up there and tells you that we have independent oil. So, I mean, I'm just at a loss, man. I really am just at a loss with this. It's so silly. It's so obvious to an actual dot connector and knows what's going on and knows the agendas afoot and knows the end game goals that these people want to achieve. It's just, it's just like watching, it's like watching the Titanic slowly sink. And we just sit here and rearrange the furniture on the sinking ship. But here's the most arrogant of them all. This woman, she's the energy secretary over at the fake White House. So she's the fake energy secretary. Her name is Jennifer Granholm. And I mean, she said, she just echoes the sentiments of uh, Pete Buttigieg and Stephen Colbert. And she sits up there and giggles about the plight of the average American person and says, oh, you stupid peasant, just get an electric car like me, renewable energy, mmm. Obviously, we have the acute issues with the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack, but looking more holistically in a macro view, how does this speed up the efforts at DOE to move in more of a renewable direction since this is going to have an impact on people at the pump? Yeah, I mean, we obviously are all in on making sure that we meet the president's goals of getting to 100% clean electricity by 2035 and uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And, um, you know, if you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you, clearly. Uh I mean, giggling, giggling. They're not going to get away with this. People are pissed. Okay, I'm just going to say that people are not going to allow these people to sit there and giggle as they continuously and knowingly destroy this country systematically, destroy our culture, destroy our energy, discourage us with a lab made virus, 
force us to take experimental injections. It's all coming to a head. It's a lot of things that they're throwing at us right now. And people people aren't lying down anymore. Even though we just played that clip of Stephen Colbert and his audience cheering the tyranny, cheering being enslaved, those people are beyond saving at this point. You know, you, you, I always say this, you can't unburn toast. Once you have toast in the toaster and then you've left it in there for too long and it's just burnt, you, you can't unburn it. So don't sit there and try to unburn the toast. Let it, let it just be burnt toast. Let it be obsolete, useless. Nobody likes it. And move on because you're a delicious, perfectly toasted, buttery piece of bread. Okay? Now I'm hungry. So here's now President Joe Biden, fake puppet President Joe Biden, when he was on the campaign, further telling you how he's going to basically shut down the oil industry and get us to zero carbon emissions. It's all BS, okay? He's just continuously spewing the BS. And here's, right after it, there's a clip of Saki, his press secretary, saying that we're not doing anything to cut down our carbon. We're not doing anything to shut down the oil industry. Here, here it is. They are all over the place with their messages. They cannot get the story straight. No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. So the suggestion that we are not la- allowing companies to drill is inaccurate. The suggestion that that is what is hindering or preventing gas prices to come down is inaccurate. Would President Biden rescind his executive order that halts new oil and natural gas leases on public lands? Well, 90% of them happen on private lands, as I'm sure you know, and there are 9,000 unused approved drilling permits. So I would suggest you ask the oil companies why they're not using those if there's a desire to drill more. Would President Biden ever undo his executive order that stopped the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline? Are you suggesting that would solve the gas prices issue? Are you suggesting that more supply would create less demand? Is that what you're suggesting? She's she's the worst. I've like I don't really play clips of her because she really just makes me boil on the inside but she she, i appreciate that that journalist is going to hold her feet to the fire on this a little bit not as much as i would like she should be getting reamed she should be getting attacked i remember trump's press secretary mckinney they would come at her like a ravenous bunch of hyenas and try to rip her limb from limb but she'd sit there and take it and fight back saki gets in there and gets just I mean, how are we even going to hold these people accountable when the press is like literally in on it? And the only person that's ever going to give Saki any sort of hardship or any sort of pushback is one guy from Fox News. Well, do you think that that would maybe affect prices faster than getting the whole country off of fossil fuels? I actually don't think it would. I actually don't think it would. I don't think uh, more supply would create less demand. And two plus two, in fact, does not equal four. And um, if you jump into a pit of fire, I think you'll be perfectly fine and won't have any burns. That's basically what Saki is telling you. She, she gets up there and bold face lies. But let me tell you what's actually happening. Let me distill it for you a little bit. 
Biden shut down the American pipelines as he said he was going to do in order to make this country, quote, have more green energy, have less carbon emissions. They shut down the gas and oil prices have been rising ever since the Biden administration took office. He then, I want to say around Thanksgiving, we were running low on gas. So he said, let's use our strategic oil reserves our emergency oil reserves, which we wouldn't have to use, which is a finite amount, and we wouldn't have to use it if we would just reopen our pipelines and our independent oil initiatives in this country. But instead, we're using our strategic oil reserves. That's like that's like if you have like emergency stash of food or you have like a doomsday bunker that's full of food and you sit there eating all of the food when the doomsday isn't happening yet when you could easily just go down the street and go to the supermarket and get groceries. You're eat you're using your uh, emergency finite resources when you could easily go get when you could easily go get them without having to use your emergency resources and have them when it's an actual emergency. And gas has been going up ever since he's been in office. And now they're just saying, oh, Putin. Meanwhile, they were saying, oh, COVID. So it's, you stub your toe, oh, COVID, oh, Putin. You you hit your elbow on the wall, oh, that damn Putin, oh, that damn COVID. It's just the blanket excuse for everything. What's the flavor of the month? Back when it was part of their agenda and they could use COVID to blame everything. They just said everything was COVID. Now that we're in this new stage with the whole Putin situation and Russia's situation, everything's going to be Russia. And it's so obvious. It's, it's just right in your face. Like they don't even try anymore. They're so stupid and incompetent. Their stories, their excuses, their lies. It's so transparent and it's so easy to see. It's so easy to forecast. Just like this clip of Donald Trump in 2020, you say whatever you want about Donald Trump, but is he a soothsayer? Is he a sage? Is he a fortune teller? Does he have a crystal ball? Because everything he says right here in this clip from 2020 is exactly what you are experiencing. We have more oil than anybody, okay? And it's uh, an incredible thing that it's happened over the last few years, a lot of great things, and you're paying, what, $2 a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? I mean, that's literally what is happening. In California now, they're up to $8. And what's their response? Get rid of your car. So say whatever you want about Donald Trump. I I have my beefs with him too. But do you really, objectively speaking, even if you're a leftist liberal and you voted for Biden, are you satisfied with the way the country is under this man's administration, under Joe Biden's presidential administration? Do you think you'd be better off now if you had somebody else in the White House? Just a thought. Just a thought. And now we're not getting the Russian oil. We've stopped getting the Russian oil to stick it to Putin or something like that. And we're not making our own oil. Not making, but we're not drilling for our own oil. We don't have our own oil initiative in this country independently. So who are we getting it from? We're getting it from the Saudis? Last time I checked, Biden tried to call up the leader of Saudi Arabia and they didn't even want to speak to him. They can't they 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 hung up on the call. 
They hit the FU button on Joe Biden. You know why? Because they don't think America is a real country anymore. They look at America as a joke. They look at our leadership. They look at people like Biden and Saki and Harris and Booty Gig and all these people, and they know that we're part of the global reset, build back better agenda, which has everything to do with shutting down industry, shutting down power, having a depraved society, sexualizing children. And you know who's really against that is the Saudi Arabian population, the Saudi Arabian culture. Same thing with the Russians, same thing with the Chinese. So those three powers are growing ever closer as we get ever farther with our silly little World Economic Forum agenda. And funny thing enough is that the World Economic Forum um, cut ties with Russia. Oh, wow. The World Economic Forum? You mean the most heinous league of supervillains that you'll ever see in the actual world? Like the actual Legion of Doom in the real world cut ties with Russia? Wow, Russia must be really bad that those do-gooders don't want to be associated with Russia. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's, it's silliness. We're getting to laughable proportions at this point. And this country that I live in, America, has zero respect on the global geopolitical stage. Meanwhile, you can say everything you want about Russia. Russia's paying like 60 cents a gallon. Take, how, how, how does that feel, California? Paying $7 a gallon while Russians pay 60, 70 cents a gallon? Stings, right? But no, it's for the greater good. You're sticking it to Putin. You're a do-getter. You're a hero. You're a hero. This is for the greater good. You're saving the planet from man-made climate change. You're sticking it to Putin. You're stopping the spread. You're a science believer. You see how they get you on their side? You see how they make it the culture? You see how they make it the in-crowd? to want to be a part of their agenda. Even though you're not a part of the agenda, you're just a, you're just a useful little foot soldier in, to promote their agenda. Every mind they warp, every soul they suck is a point on the scoreboard of the New World Order, Build Back Better, Great Reset, Fourth Industrial Revolution, World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab agenda, okay? Don't be a point on the scoreboard for them. Know that whenever they're all saying the same exact things and they want you to do something and they want you to live a certain way, it's not for the greater good, okay? Every time it's for the greater good, it's actually for the greater bad. But it's for their greater good. It's for people like Bill Gates' greater good. It's for people like Klaus Schwab's greater good. It's for people like the Ghislaine Maxwell's of the world. It's for their good, but it ain't for your good. And they're not your mommy and daddy. And they don't tell you how to live. They're not the boss of you. Break free from their fake sort of omnipotence that they've garnered over the years and become big daddy, big brother government because they ain't your big daddy. They're not your big brother. You're big daddy. You make your own decisions. You're a sovereign human being. Because whenever they tell you how to live, they don't, they don't practice what they preach. So why should you? Just because you're not Prince Charles, just because you're not Al Gore, just because you're not Hunter Biden, every person is equal on this planet. Know that, understand that, and know that they want to make you lesser than them. But meanwhile, they are the ones that are lesser than you because anybody that would want to take advantage of another person and control another person and 
reduce the potential of another person is already lesser than. Because as human beings, we're here to rise up together and raise each other up. But when they tell you it's for the greater good and they want to control your life and put restrictions on your life, I mean, that better make your spidey sense start tingling. Spidey sense going crazy. Because this whole climate agenda is nothing more than an attack on your everyday life and an attack on your very well-being. And this rise in gas prices is only the beginning. You haven't seen anything yet. This is the little sprout that is growing out of the ground right now with these high gas prices. But if, if it keeps going this way, then they're gonna get those carbon taxes that they were talking about. Ghislaine Maxwell is gonna get her carbon allowance passport that she was telling you about at the climate summit. Bill Gates is gonna restrict how much carbon you consume while he flies on his George Jetson jets. If it keeps going this way, then they're going to get what they desire. So know what's happening, understand the end goal of where all of this leads. And the only way to do that is by connecting those dots, taking all those dots that we discussed today, connecting them together, seeing how they synergize and seeing where they lead. So until the next episode, I'm just going to tell you peace out. God bless to you and everybody that you love. And blah, 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 blah. There is no planet B. There is no planet blah, 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 blah. This is not about some expensive, politically correct green act of bunny hugging or blah, blah, blah. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero, blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral, blah, blah, blah.